Even the Nagajuna says, if you try to have no reincarnation, and if you can achieve that, great. You cannot achieve anything better than that. That's what it is. Nagajuna says. So, basically, that's what it is. So, how do we achieve that, that point? Point of uncontrolled reincarnation. So, the idea we understand now, basically the mind, the consciousness inside, is not willing to leave this body. They all, we will drag our feet as much as we can. No one would like to leave the body. They would like to remain as much as possible. Any possible foot you can drag, drag your foot, that's what right. As much as you can drag, you will drag that. It is a clear sign we don't want to leave. With the exception of a few who like to commit suicide even before. You know, that's a different matter together. Basically, we will like to continue. Why we like to continue? Because we know we have control in this life to a certain extent. We, we know we can handle it, we can plan it, we can enjoy, we can avoid a little misery, we can avoid a little cold or a little hot or something. We can we have control over here. But if you go away, we don't have control. And that's why we don't want to have unknown thing happening to us, because we are not sure. That is the whole reason why we like to drag our feet as long as possible. Even 80 years, 90 years, 100 years, even then you are not satisfied, you still like to drag your feet, if you can. And that is the clear sign because we don't, we're not sure and we're afraid of the other side and all this, that's why we like to continue. The reason why we're afraid of it, the reason why we're not sure, because we have no control, because we can't shape it. So then who controls? Who controls? No third party, definitely no third person, no third person. Who controls? Though we control, again, indirectly, we created the karma, we created all this uh, whatever is going to happen to us, we have created tremendous amount from the limitless of beginning. There the, the Buddhist word, limitless of beginning. All these are come because of the idea of continuation. See, I got in my mouth, comes up, limitless of beginning, right? Or beginning, less beginning, all these. Because, you know, if there's no new consciousness, there's no new beginning. So it has to be beginning less. What else can there be? So the beginning less and the limit less, whatever it is, all of them comes on, the, on my lips like a parrot. It's because this is the idea. So who controls? Again, indirectly, we control. But we lost the temporary control. It is controlled by the Delusion and the karma. Why the delusion and the karma and all this, all this, or either the delusion karma controls, 
or wisdom and the positive karma controls. Either the negative karma or delusion controls, or wisdom or positive karma controls. So, why we don't have a control? We lose control because our consciousness will become a subtle consciousness. At the time when we die, we don't remain this very alert and uh, understanding, planning, thinking in this nature. We don't remain. The, our consciousness will shrink. And that's why basic principle of the Buddha's giving this five or six senses. The one basic sense and which expanded in different senses, the hearing, seeing, touching, blah, 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 all these big other five senses, extended senses. All these extended senses will shrink because the apartment is broken, communication is broke. We, we won't know what's happening in the next door. So it be, begin to shrink in. When you, the more you shrink in, it becomes a subtle. The consciousness becomes subtle and much subtle. When it becomes subtle, we don't have control. It becomes, I don't know what to say. It becomes something strange. And we don't, we can't control it. We can't think, we can't plan it. So the control goes back to the either hands of the, either the wisdom and the positive karma or negative karma and the delusion. Right? So now the idea of improving, removing the delusion, all of them are coming from now, is the idea of not letting the control go over to the delusion, not letting the control go over to the negative forces, and then instead of that, you have to leave the control on the wisdom and the positive karma. In any case, at the time of the death, no matter whether you are, whether you are high incarnate lama, or ordinary being like me, whoever you are, but you don't have control at that time. Because it is a subtle consciousness. becomes so subtle, even the Tsongkhapa goes to the extent of saying that at that time it can only be neutral mind, not even a positive, not even a negative. Nothing can be. It is so subtle. I don't know whether I communicated to you or not, anyway. I talk a lot of rubbish, so I better go back to some sensible talk, anyway. So that is the basic sense. So there is the question of the negative and the positive, which is functioning on the basis of the individual. And that individual is the consciousness or the me, the individual. So my delusion and my positive karma or my wisdom or my ignorance is the only sort of thing that accompanies me. That's what it is. So everybody had a Buddha nature within us, but some Buddha natures are activated, some are not. And that is the basically it is. So the question rises, how do you know your own Buddha nature is awakened, activated? How do you know my own, putting the question to yourself, how do I know my own Buddha nature 
has been activated or not. This book gives answer here. They said if it's activated, they're signed. Chorongundu ninja da nubatane sabadan gelayanda jivani rigidasu shevrachas. So even before you enter into the path, one who's having great compassion, who would like to improve the individual, who can bear, have good patience, and uh, who will lack the positive energies. These are the signs of the individual Buddha nature being activated. Individual Buddha nature being activated. So when you look at the basic human being, particularly in the West, people are kind. And when you look at them, they do have, at most, most of us, do have some kind of compassion. We always like to be a compassionate. We want to be kind to people. We always like to be compassionate. We do have, to a certain extent, we do have good patience. We all would like to be good ones. We don't, nobody wants to be bad ones. So looks like, looks like basically each one of us are having, activating our Buddha nature. What kind of Buddha nature and what kind of, of wisdom, that is all totally different question. Totally different question. I mean, it goes in much, much more. Tuwa leni meshida. The sutra goes beyond. Tuwa leni meshida. It says, when you see the smoke, you know there is a fire. When you see this uh, bird, or one of the birds flies on near the water, seagulls, and you know there is water underneath. Tuwa leni meshida. Likewise, likewise, whether that individual has a good amount of Buddha nature within that individual is there, you will see, you will understand by the sign which we mentioned earlier, the compassionate, patience, and uh, willingness, and all this you can judge. Just like that of a smoke can judge there's a fire. There's a seagull, judge there's a water. Um, the Nagarjuna is one of the Nagarjuna's disciples. Called Chandragita goes beyond this. So so even the time of ordinary being like us, before we enter into the path, before we enter into anything, when we talk about the nature of individual, nature of emptiness, nature of body, mind, love, compassion, when we talk about this, you'll be happy. You sort, of, you sort of become happy. You like to understand. You like to get more. You like to be better. Some people will share the tears. Some people will have what is this? A hair stand and goosebumps up on all these sort of things. So these are the, again, sign of the Buddha nature 
aggravating in the individual. So the certain times in certain individuals, you know, certain individuals, we will see, we will experience some very special experiences. We like to call it a special experience, I have this. People do that, people do get it sometimes. People do get very extraordinary experience you get. And people will like to keep that, hold on that. And seeing what is this? People may think, we hope that we have understood emptiness. We hope we have some developed something at that time. I believe this is the one. We did not really develop, we did not really understood emptiness, we did neither encounter with our basic consciousness face to face, but I think we are giving the sign of activating the Buddha nature strongly. These are the experiences. Whether it is you got through the help of the meditation or chemicals in that for that matter, it doesn't matter. So whatever it might be, it might be. When you have the individual have this feeling, these are the signs of the Buddha nature activating. When you get in this science, it is the time and the opportunity for the individual to persevere. And this science of the activating the Buddha nature is not something everlasting sign. It is nothing that it sort of continuously doesn't remain, it changes. When you try to get back to it, sometimes it doesn't work. Not only sometimes, most of the time, it doesn't work. Most of the time, it doesn't work. Why? Because of the power of the delusion. This is the individual signal given to the individual, by the individual, him or herself, giving this. Here, there is a different things here, rather than this. This is you have to pick it up, you have to grow, you have to develop. And when you try to get back, you don't get it back. It also signals and a message, saying that until you can't get back here, you don't get that back feeling. You don't get because there is the obstacles. That's what we call it obstacles. The delusions are called obstacles. So Buddha mind is all know awakened and open and all known and all this because all obstacles and clear. Get it? So basically, hopefully, if I have not gone over ahead, hopefully we have established what the individual, what is the Buddha nature, and that way we establish the ground on which the individual can really work, and including the signs of the work and the Buddha nature. That's what you'd get it. It's not everybody gets the same kind of sign. Each individual may have a different, strong, and a weak sign. And uh, some people may not even have a sign. What does that mean? That means Buddha nature is not working, that's all. But doesn't mean you don't have it. You have to put some more out of it. Some do get it, because without putting any effort in it. That is the what we call it, simultaneous bone effect. You know, in the normal Western language, you say, God gifted nature or something. People say that, right? Is it gifted something? 
So you don't have to put much effort in that. It get it. And some people we have to put a lot of effort in it and still don't get it. You do. We do that. And that is the how much closer we are getting that uh, that the Buddha nature is awakened and not awakened. That's what it is. It depends on our efforts, not necessarily this life. Then. Since we sort of talked a little bit about the reincarnation, we're presuming we know what we were talking about. So to activate Buddha nature and to work with the contemplating or whatever you may call it, and all of them basically fighting against negative and get tired of gain positive. That's what it is. So the moment you say transforming the negativity into positive, you may get some kind of a strange idea of something like you can switch on the light and off. In that manner, there's some kind of a technique which you applied and become all negative into positive. I don't think it is worth that way at all. We, we may use the word transformation. We may be using, I don't think there is sort of, a, you can switch on and off or put some sort of a solution and a change into it. I don't think it works that way at all. If that's, if that's work that way, there should be instantaneous enlightenment. And I don't think there is instantaneous enlightenment. I don't think there is instantaneous even transformation of the individual. It is so slow and so slow. When you look into the life, after life, so many of them, when you look into it, we had so long, so difficulty, so many of them. And to get a change that into a positive is a very short period. It is not even, it's not that easy to do it. It is a very long way. Particularly when we are so used to it for the negativity. So we have a pattern set up. What do I call that a habitual pattern? We do set up very strong pattern how we react with our thoughts, how we react with other people's action with us. We have a very strong pattern set up. And to change that pattern is not easy. Right? To change that pattern is definitely not easy. If you look in our small little habit, the small little habit, I give this very often example because I noticed with some friend of mine. So that's why I give this example. If you moved in, in the say in Ann Arbor, and you, you have a work, and you've got an apartment, or you have a living place to live. So you're used to it. You started going one day, you started diving, and you take one route, and go on to your work, and you find, I mean, first few days you try to search, and then you found, one shortest easy route. So you take that road back and back and forth to your work. So you sort of habitually do it. It becomes your habit. In the morning, when you get up half awake, half not awake, you get into a car and have to take the same route 
and go to to your same place where you work at the same time. That is sort of become a habit. If you start up that habit for two months, and after two months later, somebody said, "Would you mind to take the next street and pick me up?" Out of politeness, you may do it. Probably you can't say no because it's so easy to do. But in your heart of heart, you got ten complaints on that. <laughs> I have to do it, but I have to get up early. I have to miss my parking spot, and I have to do this. I have to do all these ten different things will come up. It's not going to be easy. So why? Because one formed a little habit of doing this. When you want to change that habit, that is the resistance. This is simple resistance. We see it. We can laugh with this. We can joke with this. We can enjoy, appreciate. But what we don't see it, what we don't enjoy, probably, or is the big, long habit we set up. Right? The habit. If somebody says something to you, we know how to respond immediately. I don't think we hesitate to use F word, right? We don't. Yes, we can easily point it out, and we can do. These are our habit, habits and patterns set up. So changing that long set habit is much more difficult than changing a two months habit. Even then, there is resistance and a difficulty. So when we are transforming, it is only the negative getting into the positive way. It is a gradual change. The gradual change, instead of getting angry, try to learn be a little more patient. Instead of getting more stingy, you be more generosity. Instead of getting more immoral, then be a little more, little more virtuous. Instead of being a laziness, be a little more enthusiastic. Laziness is another one. Very, very definitely, this is another negative. It is a negative. It is, it is a negative energy. It is a negative action. Be laziness is definitely. Very strong negative action, actually.、Uh, in this, I don't have much time to talk the laziness, but the point is, I'll try to catch next time. There is two kind of laziness. I see the difference between the Eastern laziness and the Western laziness. True, true. The Eastern laziness I have, right? If I get a nice cup of tea. And a warm, nice little spot. I will sit there. I won't move. Maybe a nice book to read, or maybe something else. I like to be quiet and nice and soft. Bed, sit in the corner, have a nice cup of tea with a lot of caffeine in it. That's <laughs> all.、Yeah, so、the Western don't have that problem. You don't want to sit idle unless you're sick. If you're sitting on the bed, is, are you sick? That's what they normally ask you question. So.
So because that sort of, if you don't move, you presume you're sick. You can't move. But it's not. In the Eastern laziness, we like to sit in a nice little cushion and a warm spot and uh, quiet, you know, nice. But in the Western laziness, it's different. You'll be busy. You have to keep busy not to do something which you're supposed to do. <laughs> you always do that, don't you? To try to avoid something which you're supposed to do and you try to avoid and make yourself so busy and make you know, 10 different appointments and pick up 10 different things to do and run here, run there and do all these sort of things. Put yourself a lot of tasks and deadlines and God knows what. <laughs> and all this is a Western laziness. Whether it is idle sitting, nice sitting laziness or making busy lazy, I think both are negative. But what you, it's, it's better to be relaxed. <laughs> then that is keeping it busy. <laughs> no, I mean, you get it relaxed. What a big rush, right? <laughs> I mean, in the West, the habit of the individual, I don't know whether it is educational or is it due to the education or is it due to the, due to family or I don't know, is it the environment or whatever it is. People have to, to keep it busy. And you simply say, if I don't give busy, I don't make it. It's not necessary every time you run around and turn around the corner, you make money. Though you said time is money, but you don't either. You don't make Most of the people run around a lot of time. They don't make that much money. Right? So anyway, so it's not necessary. Though we sort of under the protects of a being busy, will be making yourself paying your bills, but actually you're just making yourself rushing. And that is the Western laziness. Whether it is Eastern lazy or Western lazy, doesn't matter. Laziness is another negative, which you have to be transformed by being a diligent. I mean, this directly. It's direct. It's so interesting. If you look in here, there's a direct. The anger is a, is a direct opponent of patience. Laziness is in, uh, diligent. Wandering mind. Actually, the Western laziness is not only a, a laziness of a, a busy, but it is a wandering. Not only a wandering of mind, but a wandering of physical, physical wandering. I'm sorry to say that, but I think it really is. Not only the mentally wandering, you know, even the Asian laziness. Even I sit in the corner nicely, my mind's going everywhere. And maybe the Times Square in New York City, or the Greenwich Village, or whatever, you know, maybe the downtown Detroit, or who, who knows or maybe a nightclub or whatever it is, you know. It is the mind wanders. And when it goes beyond that, you physically wander too. So it could be the physical wandering as well. So I mean, that is a different uh, thing, but still, you can see it. I mean, you can, make, you can make any reason you wander around. Nobody wanders around without reason. 
the reason reason is one creates the reason. One which you may call it valid reason or you may call it excuse. Whatever it is. It is the human beings we make it. We make it and we put it in and we act in it. Right? I believe a lot of things, positive, negative. Whatever it is, we create it. We create it and we put it in, we force ourselves in that. Anyway, so that is a different talk together anyway. So so basically what we have tried to establish today is the individual being and the Buddha nature and the reincarnation. So what we did is we tried to really put the base on that. I'm not going to come back and talk here the next time for this because I think we almost put two talks. Try to establish the, the basic being on which we work. So if you don't have the fundamental basis on which we are working, and then, uh, and then after, uh, if you go on and doing negative, transport positive, and uh, luckily you don't raise questions. But if you raise it, yeah, all these are fine, but on what? On which? What will happen? Then we have to go back to the basic principle. So hopefully we had very, very rough, but still idea of how the individual really is, and what a Buddha nature is, what is the static Buddha nature, and what is the growing Buddha nature is. The static Buddha nature will never grow. We have to change from the static into the growing nature, and the growing nature will become fully matured Buddha nature. That is what we call it. The individual becomes Buddha. And to reach that, very long way. And there are a lot of steps, five parts, ten booming, ten stages, and five parts. And parts are one follows the another. Even you don't reach there, you reach here, you reach there. It's not that one wasted one's effort. That is important to notice. One doesn't waste it. And um, because, you know, it's a true reach at the Buddha, Buddha level, the Buddhism says Buddha is gold. Fine, great, but it is a very long shot. Very long shot. But every day, every time, we will put our efforts in a little bit. Are we contributing something? Are we improving the individual? So that's what the main concern, and we have to. We have to make sure we are contributing, we are moving. So if you move, we we'll reach somewhere. If you don't move, we will not reach. So the idea is now from the static Buddha nature changing into the growing Buddha nature. That is the basic principle of changing the negative into positive. I mean, each and individually we can talk and deal with what is antidote and how it works and all this. A little bit of branch work, but the basic is over here.